oh my God, we love black influencers and we like black creators. Bitch, I've never heard white creator. I know. I've never heard white influencer. It's just always influencer. And I feel like with us, it's always the color and then the profession. Yeah. Today on our podcast, we'll be talking about what it is to be a black creator, Mm -hmm. how I got paid 10 times less than a white influencer who had no followers compared to me. Yep. And how it is to create being black, being a black creator in this business and what we can do in our community to better it as a whole, as a collective. I'm Denzel Dion. And I'm Ricky Thompson. And this is We We Said said What We we Said. So sit back and relax because this episode of our home is one for the books. Hello. Okay, Ricky, new week, new app. I'm very excited. Episode four. I know. I'm so excited. So how do we feel? What's been going on through the week? How do we feel? You know, you've been traveling. Oh, I've my traveled. God. Yes, yes, yes. Um, We both went to New York City. To see our billboard. To see our billboard. For this. Wow. Amazing. That moment, like, wow. I know. Thank you, Spotify. Thank you, Spotify, for our beautiful billboard. You guys, it was literally everything. So Ricky and I, we went to New York to see our billboard. Yes. And let me tell you something. For me, it was different. Like, for Ricky, it was different too, but Ricky's had billboards before on Times Square and stuff like that. But for me, going to New York to see that billboard, it was on Penn Plaza. And y'all, I used to hop that train Mm. all the time. Mm. Like, I remember days I would hop that two train, like, to go back uptown. And just to see it there was just a full circle for me. Like, even driving up there was crazy because we drove up there and I was just like, okay, Ricky, it's time to get out. We got out and we just saw it in lights like that. And then even too, like, people, we were getting noticed and people was like, oh my God, that's you guys. Like, all these cars are honking like, why you guys are in the street? We're in the street because we got a billboard, bitch. So we was over here blocking traffic and doing all this. It was just very happy. I was actually very excited. We stayed there for a long time. We we stayed there for about an hour. Mm -hmm. We was like, okay, we can't leave. Mm-mm. Also, my mom had seen the billboard like two days after, two days after, not knowing my mom was like, when she first came here from Ghana, like she used to work right in front of there. No! Yes! Her and my father was laughing about it. My father was like, remember when you used to give out flyers in front of there? And then my mom was like, right? And I was like, period! Aww. I know, right? So it was cute. My mom was like, she breeds stars and that's on purr. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it was for me. How was it for you? That experience was literally everything. Like, I feel like this one right here really touched me the most because it's with you, my best friend, or whatever. Others have been on, like, billboards, like, different people. You know, we're not really friends, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But actually seeing something that we've worked so hard to get to. To get. Like, literally, like, y'all don't understand. Like I said, seven years. (laughs) Seven years of us, like... You know, I think we've always wanted to work together. We just didn't know how to. And then, you know, we finally sat down and we were like, oh my God, this is what we're going to do. And finally, it's been, it's finally being praised and been accepted. And it was such such an amazing feeling. Like, wow. In New York City and lights, that's when you, you know you made it. Right there. Right there. Boom. And it's only going to get up from here. Exactly. <laughs> Watch out, yes, y'all. That was a good experience. Mm-hmm. So, Ricky, what's the stitch for this week? All right, for this week, you know, you guys, we have to talk about it. We're going to be talking about what it's like being a black Black creator creator in this world. In this world. Because let me tell y'all something. It ain't easy. It's not easy being a black creator. It's not. We get the short end of the stick. Mm -hmm. We get treated differently. We do. 
I feel like people look at us less. Of course. And now, honestly, personally, I feel like now we're looked at as a trend. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now it's like cute to have black, cute to be black. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone to be black. Everybody. Everyone. People want our black features but don't want to be black. Exactly. 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 Yes. yes. It's like you don't you want yeah, you want the feature, but you don't want the race. You don't want the race. You don't want what comes with it. But exactly. you want you know You just want that trend. And it's like everything. It's with people, it's with brands as well. Like since we're in the BLM movement and everything's been going down, brands feel like they're now forced. Forced. To get stuff. It's like, before all of this, quote, unquote, I hate that it's a trend. Before this was a trend, where was this? Not a day. It was like, not a lot of brands are working with black, a lot of black people, but now it's like, we need to get black people. We need black, 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 black. To make their brand look good. Exactly. And you exactly. Can, you can tell when it's like, authentic, you can tell when it's fake. Mm-hmm. You sure can. They're just afraid of getting canceled. So they say, you know what, let's just, you know, hire a bunch of black people. Exactly. When this quote unquote thing is not a trend, I hate that it's a trend. When it's not new or mm-hmm. fun, nothing's fun about this, but that's how they see it, will we still be getting booked? Will yeah, the check still be cutting in? Exactly. Are we going to be pushed to the back again? Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ricky, so you're from North Carolina, Raleigh to be specific. How was it growing up as a black boy, as a black creative in Raleigh? Like, how was it? Because I know it was very different than me growing up in New York. Honestly, being a Black creator in Raleigh, they basically treated me like they've never seen that before. Like, it was something so brand new. Like, literally, I was treated as, like, the town celebrity because of what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it was never negative. It was all positive, honestly. I remember I was really big on Facebook. Like, everyone would post my vines on Facebook. I was like, oh my God, Ricky. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. God." Look, look, you're on Facebook. So yeah, growing up in, well, not growing up, but being a Black creative in Raleigh, it was everything, honestly. I felt very good. I was praised about my content. And also with that, people really, can I say that? People really never looked at me as like just being Black, honestly. Yeah. They looked at me just being a creative. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like, they didn't say, like, oh, Ricky, you make funny black videos, whatever. You make videos only for black people. It was like, no, you're just mad funny. Like, we love your videos. So, yeah, it was good. There was no negative side to it at all. It was great. I was lifted up. Support. Everything. One prom king. Everything. It's fine. <laughs> I hate you, one prom king. <laughs> it wasn't anything negative at all. Well, me... Being a creative in New York, I used to make, like, get-a-go videos. I used to dress up as, like, a female and just portray, like, the people that I saw in school that I just thought that were funny. Like, I, literally, my videos are me just portraying all my friends in the Bronx, and that's just where I got, like, my creativity. And, like, I was already creative. That's why I was inspired by, like, I'm like, this bitch is so funny in class. Let me just go reenact what she did. Uh-huh. Some of the videos about my friends, like, or just stuff that I see, or stuff that I did, too. It was sometimes stuff that I did. But I will say, me, I, you know me, I'm just not just Black. I'm Ghanaian. So me being Ghanaian and people knowing that I'm Ghanaian, they're like, your parents let you do this? Like, your mother would let you put on a wig or your mother would let you put on a, a head wrap and act like a female. This is this, this is that. My mom lets me be mean and she just lets me be free. Uh-huh. Like, you never think my parents are Ghanaian or where I'm from because I feel like they just let me do what I want to do. And in the Ghanaian culture, it's not like that to do what the stuff that I be doing. Like, I'm so, like, I'm so outspoken. I'm very free and I'm very, you know, free-spirited and very opinionated and my tone and the way I speak. Sometimes I talk with my hands. I'm just not your ordinary Ghanaian. So me being on social media, my mom's friends' kids would like say, oh my God, Denzel's doing this on social media, doing that on social media. Even like when we do Halloween stuff. Oh. We're like, like with Halloween stuff, we go all out. We'd be full character. Like, oh my God, your parents let you do that and stuff like that. So it was cool. It was fun because my parents let me be me. Well, mm-hmm. my mother let me be me. So it was cool. Mm-hmm. Being creative in New York was so fun because I was inspired. Walking down a block, I just get inspired and just like reenact and just 
be funny. However, when it came to being a Black creative, at first, my parents didn't get it. Like, my mother didn't get it. Like, she got it, but she didn't really get it until she was with me and I got stopped to ask the picture. She was like, oh my God, my son's a star. I said, that's the mom on Fredo, too. Yeah, period. My like, mom thought it was a joke at first. She's like, oh no. Yeah. And I was at BitCon 2015. It was like my first time. And it was like all those people surrounding me. And I, my mom so, so, like, saw all the videos. She was like, oh. She's like, my son. I was like, yeah, not me getting mobbed. I'm like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Literally, I've never had that feeling. Well, I remember I used to watch, like, you know, the old YouTubers. They'll go to concerts and get mobbed. I was like, I don't know what that feels like. I'll never get I walked into, like, the Miley Cyrus concert. Mm -hmm. And I sat in my seat. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's Ricky. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe that, too. <gasps> oh, my God. 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 That's Ricky. My mom's like, pictures of, like, this long line of people trying to meet me. They'll come from the floor or whatever. Security over here saying, you need to sit down, stop causing commotion. And when my mom saw that, she's like, oh, my God. Like, wow. Like, you actually over here have fans who watch your videos. So, proud of you, son. Like, thanks, girl. You know, period. So, what does being a Black creator mean to you, Ricky? Being a Black creator to me is, you know, just being someone of color mm -hmm. and just really out here doing the damn thing, I feel like, you know. Mm -hmm. We're Black creators. We're out here putting content out and everything like that. So, I would say that. What okay. would you say? Being a Black creator is being unapologetic because mm -hmm. we are unapologetic. We are. We what do, do what we do. For? We don't We don't care. We don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. Like we, We're going to do what we want to do. Mm -hmm. I will say that we are very passionate yeah. about whatever we do. We really put our minds to it and whatever we want done, we will get done mm -hmm. by all means. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Just living unapologetically black. Like So right. So right. So like right. when you think about black creators, they just do whatever they want to do. Have yeah. fun, set trends like always. Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It's a really good feeling that, you know, we are the trendsetters. And being proud of being black. Being proud. Because there, there are some black creators who don't think they're black. <laughs> oh. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> period. <laughs> there, yeah. There's some, just because of, I don't know who they surround themselves by, or they just think by being different than what they truly are will get them somewhere in life. Exactly. But now, they're now, like, I'm I, black. I'm black. Oh, I'm girl, black. you're black. Yeah, you're, now you're black? I'm like, okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, now you're black. Okay, he's black now. Mm hmm. So. Mm hmm. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much it. So. So, as us being Black creators, we are put in a box. Yeah. What box would you say that is? Well, how the media loves to use it. Urban. Urban. <laughs> I can't stand that word. Oh, I hate the word urban. Oh, this is too urban. Too urban. We love it. This urban feel. Bitch, what? It's urban. It's but, pop. I said it's pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we see it all the time with musicians and stuff. Like, The Weeknd. They call The Weeknd's album... Urban, urban. urban contemporary. Yeah. It was giving 80s rock. Yeah. Lizzo, urban R&B. Now, come on. Pop. Like, you know? Like what? When you say urban, they automatically mean black. Yeah. And that's They want to say ghetto. They want to say ghetto. They want to say, but they'll say urban. They want to say black. Mm -hmm. They want to say hood. Yeah. <laughs> they want to say all those things. But it's, like, it's just, I love this urban in VR. Urban. So I feel like we are putting that box with everything. Everything. Like, even with roles, even with music videos. Oh, my God. We, like me. We need you to play a gangster. Yep. Not even gangster. 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 We need you to play a gangster. Big, bad, tough. Can you act more thug? Can you act more hood? It's always that. It's always, you know what I mean? It's always in that box. Like, how about if I don't want to play out? Exactly. Play hood. Like, what? Even, like, down on her hair. Down on her hair, yeah. Down on her hair. Like, me and Denzel. Denzel has dreads. I have braids. I remember I was on a shoot. And this guy was so obsessed with my braids. He said, oh my gosh, 
the urban feel. I love it. So urban. I was like, they're just brave. They're just like, brave. I felt very weird, the obsession. So even though we are Black creators, yeah. we are just creators. At the end of the day, yeah, we are. I don't like how things are, oh my God, we love Black influencers. So we like Black creators. Bitch, I've never heard white creator. I know. I've never heard white influencer. It's just always influencer. And I feel like with us, it's always the color and then the profession. Yeah. It always like that. Even like being like black creators, if we're on over here doing, we're being interviewed, it's always about just for the back. So what is it like being black? So are you upset because like you're black in this creative Cre- world? No. I'm like, what? Can we get new, like, new questions, please? That I saw an interview and that happened with Danny Kalua and he was just like, I'm not answering that. Yeah. It, it's just, it's... Damn. They always want to ask, how is it? Yeah. Like, like it's, it's a struggle. It's, like, it's a struggle. <laughs> like, it's the Great Depression. I know. So, how is it? Bitch, it's going fine. It's what do you fine. Mean, how is it for you? <laughs> what is, like, being white? We're right. Ooh, Ooh. Next, next interview, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. What, what is, is being be white? white? Yeah. Be white? We're just beings. Like, actors, dancers, musicians. Like, it's always... Black in front of it. Yeah, or you're African. Like, if they don't want to say black, African American. Yeah, putting us in a box. Always. It's That's always the doing. color set first. Always the black the box. All the time. Yeah, I'm just here. I'm just creating. We need to stop being happy to be here, bitches. It's not we're happy to be here. It's that we deserve to be here. Hello. I'm just here. Here to make my coin. Here to be the next big thing. A creator. That's it. That's right. pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But however, you know how it is in society when we do things that other people do, when we do it, it's bad. When other people do it, it's fine. Yeah. So like the other YouTubers, like the Caucasian YouTubers, their drama is like, okay, we need it. We live for it. Yeah. Like other drama that we see is like, oh, it's tea, bada bing, bada boom. Like we love it. I can live for the drama. It makes them bigger and better. However, when a black creator has drama, it's like, it's oh, this ghetto. is ghetto. This is ratchet. Banshee. Making yourself look just rude and down and low. So I feel like it's definitely a double standard. It is. Like this comes to another thing. I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke weed. However, if I was to smoke weed, me personally cannot smoke weed online on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It will be looked at as wrong, ghetto, boom. However, you do have other Caucasian YouTubers open up packages from smoking weed and getting high and stuff, and it looks cute on them. It's a cute brand. Mm-hmm. However, if a black person was to do the same, a black creator, it would be totally different. Yep. No bookings, no ads, no brand deals. Your whole brand would look ghetto. Yeah. That's the term they use, ghetto, ratchet, or too black. However, if a white person was to... Well, they do do all these weed stuff and overhauls and, and stuff like that. that. They still get booked. That's what actually gets them paid mm-hmm. and makes their brand look better. Yeah. Things like people that. people love, oh my God, this is so, so funny. You're high. You're high. LOL, LOL. Yeah, LOL, I'm high. High makeup this, high do this. Yeah. I hate this whole stereotypical thing of like that. I hate the way that we're looked at. Like, I feel like, you know, if that's your brand or whatever, do you get your money? But I just really hate that if, like, if you do it one time, like, I feel like one time, to post a smoking video. Oh, you smoke? Blackball. Yeah, you, you Blackball. smoke. Blackball, for sure. We, I'm sorry, this just doesn't fit our brand. Yeah. However, if I was not white. black, if I was white, and it would be part of your brand. You would love it. Stoner, mm-hmm. Stoner She. Oh my God, we I love, love it. We, we get merch, get high all the time. Yeah, shit like that. It's ridiculous, but hey. Hey, it's the world we live in, so jar. Also, too, I will say being a black creator, whenever we do other things, we are considered whitewashed. Yeah. 
Oh, fool. And I'm far from whitewashed. What does whitewash mean? I don't know. People feel like that... When you talk proper, yeah, when you I, don't say certain lingo, you're whitewashed. I feel like a lot of Black creators expect me to be like this. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Uh-huh. Hood. Hood, They yeah. want to be hood. Like, they, oh, like, Rick, you're not Black. You're not Black. I like, I am. I'm Black, but I'm sorry that I'm working with all these different other brands. Designers, magazines. Literally, everything. Like, I'm on the cover. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm, I'm, I'm on the runways. I'm, I'm doing it. But people feel like, oh, it's like, because you're whitewashed. Yeah, Rick, you're a sellout. You're a sellout to your own people. I'm like, what? What? See, I'm black, but however, I grew up in a Ghanaian household, so however, I don't know a lot of black things. Like, there's a difference between the two. Ricky is black. I'm black. 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 <laughs> Ricky is black. I'm like, okay. Like, Ricky's like taught me a lot about like the black culture. However, with people thinking Ricky is whitewashed or whatever, the same thing happened to Lizzo. People think Lizzo's whitewashed because. All audiences listen to her music. The only reason why she's getting this award is because she's whitewashed. Oh, she's a sellout. Lizzo is so black. Yeah. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Oh, she only won this Grammy because she's a, oh, all the white girls listen to her. And I feel like a lot of people do judge your blackness on your audience. Okay, you can hang with us. You're black. However, you have all audiences, so you're not black. You're whitewashed. You're a sellout. Yeah. It's not right. It's and not right. That happens every single day. I always get that. Always. I feel like personally, I'm not even like in the black creating world. I feel like I'm not accepted by black creators. We talk about this all the time. We don't get time. we don't get invited to anything black. Mm-mm, nothing, nothing. Us as black people, too. I feel like we need to uplift. Yeah, I feel like with black creators, the reason why a lot of the white creators do excel is because everybody helps each other. Everybody supports each other. When it comes to us in our community. The bitches be jealous, envious, competition. Like, there's room for all of us. Mm-hmm. People think there's just room for one of us. Like, oh, you copying me, you doing this. You do have copycats. But I feel like in the black community, it, there's just so much competition. Like, it don't got to be about competition. Mm-hmm. Who got the biggest Chanel bag? Who got this? Who got the more views? Oh, I can't collab with you. You don't have that many subscribers. It's always a competition. It's always uh, trying to keep up with the Joneses situation. I feel like that's a problem. That's a big problem. Like... With the other communities and stuff, you see all these white beauty gurus and all these houses and stuff like that. You have, like, the Hype House. You have Team 10. You have all these other houses. Name one black house. Not one. Not one. Y'all can do the same thing they're doing, and all of you guys can gain together as a collective and really do what needs to be done. But no, everybody wants to do stuff themselves, and everybody wants to be, oh, I'm the best, I'm the baddest, I'm the biggest. No. Yeah. Y'all can help each other out, and that's the one of the main problems. There you go. That's just how it is. It. It's all about sharing information, sharing knowledge, and I feel like we need to work as a community on that, about helping each other, uplifting each other. Like, do something. There you go. If you don't like the way something is done, then do it yourself. Yeah. So I feel like as us as black people, black creators, we need to uplift. If some shit is not for you and you're not feeling it, then it's fine. Don't yeah. feel it. It's not for you. You can still leave a like. You can still leave a comment. There's more than supporting than just, just dissing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Preach. So that's, that's pretty much it. Like I tell you all the time. Every time I, we, uh, me and Ricky get hate, I remember one time we came out with our show and people was like, they're not even funny. We could do this better than them. It was from, you know, um, black gay men. We didn't have a funny. We could do better than them. I'm tired of these bitches. We can do better than them. Okay, bitch, then do better. Yeah. We want to see you do better. If you think you. you can do better, then you do better. But what y'all at? At home. Thank you. Mm-hmm. 
a hateful bitch never gets fed. Never. Never gets never. fed, babes. Like, even collaborations with collaborating with black people, like, I love... I don't I, With us, I don't feel like it's a collaboration. I hate mm-hmm. the way it sounds. It just gives it that, you know? Mm-hmm. But when me and Ricky come together, it's like fire. It's art. It's art. It's everything. And that's just what happens when two black creatives come together. Bitch, we make movies. We We, we make magic. And I feel like it's because it's just both of us come from different walks of life. Coming together putting our differences aside, even though we don't have differences, or just putting our differences together. Putting our differences together and really creating something beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. where he comes from, where he comes from, I come where I come from. However, we all the same people. We all have the same struggles. Mm-hmm. And we're moving past some of them and really doing it. And I feel like when us Black people come together, that is when we are our best. We're just too powerful. Like, one is always better than two. Two is always better than three. So, yeah. I agree with you on that one. When you put a bunch of black people together, it just looks so good. I love it. The hype of it, the look of it. We'll give you a show. So I just feel like we're just trying to really pave the way and just really make us well-rounded and Mm -hmm. just seen and heard. And that's where we're trying to do in this world. Exactly. Being accepted in every single field. Exactly. And not just by color. And not just by color, by talent. Yeah, that's it. One person... I would love to work with. Would you like to work with her? Yes, of course. You already know. So let's say it on three. One, two, three. Viola Viola Davis. Davis. Viola Davis. Viola. I live for her. She does it all. She can do it all. Definition of range. Happy, sad, angry, depressed. When she walks in, she demands... The room, okay? The room. She is she's it. I love Viola. I would love to work with uh, Carrie Washington. That's my girl. That's my girl. That's my girl. Regina Hall. We love I Regina Hall. Because it's also a woman who also is like she like and back in that time, whatever, and they would just, you know, have like an all-white cast. And she was the she, she was the girl. And she stole the show. And she, yeah, she made it her own. Stole the show. Yes, we love her. I love Regina Hall. So many people. There's so many people. to work with. We have the opportunity to work with Anthony Anderson. Yes! Anthony Anderson is the one who... Produced our show. Produced our Snapchat show, mm-hmm. Road Trippin'. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you, Anthony. Uncle Anthony. And that was even a full circle moment because we love Anthony Anderson. I had got the DM and I had called Ricky. I... Oh, my God. Ricky, do you remember that? I remember that. I was like, oh, I my said, God. I said, Anthony Anderson just DM'd me on Instagram. I said, bitch, me too. Right. right. And then I was like, Ricky checked. He said, wait, bitch, me too. And I was like, bitch, what the... F-? Like, what? Yeah. And just that. So I really like, and that's why I just knew it was going to be a good show. And our director. And our director. Miss Lene. Miss Lene. Oh. Um, Lane. Our, Lane. <laughs> our DP was black. It was a lot of black people. Now, and now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. Ricky, whoa. We really did. And that's why it was such a fun ass time. Mm-hmm. And it was, and we all made sure to get our shit done. Like sometimes done. we would do things like two ahead of time that we had to just like, okay, we need to slow down. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Anytime I walk into a room, like anything that I do not see a black person, I'm like, oh, bitch. Bitch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Like, bitch, you here? Bitch, what? Like, I'm like, oh my God, yes, you do. Period, yeah. I love like when we're in a field and we're working with our people because they understand us. They understand. They really do. And if we don't, well, I always speak up, but if you don't speak up, they will speak up. And see, that's me. I'm never the type of person to speak I'm up. I'm always this person. I don't care. White, black, brown, blue, pink, I speak <laughs> up. You don't speak up. <laughs> I always say what's on my mind. <laughs> I'm like, ew. <laughs> Okay, y'all. So we talked about how us being a Black creator in this industry and just being Black overall and just really here doing and killing it and the struggles we go through to, you know, be heard and be in the room. However, when we get back from this break, you guys will hear the time that I 
got paid less, like way, way, way less than somebody that just wasn't given at all. At all. Didn't have to lift a finger. Hello. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, you guys, and we are back. And now it's time for Denzel to tell us about the time where he got paid way, 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 way low than this other person. Okay, y'all, so now it's story time. It's time for story time. This was about three to four years ago. This is when I had an agent and I had gotten a brand deal. However, how I got in this brand deal is because I have reached out to my agent and I was like, you know what? I feel like I'll be good for this brand. So let's set this up. And it happened very quickly. I literally just saw them on TV and I was like, okay, you know how I just got signed. I'm like, okay, let me, let me see the perks of having an agent now. <laughs> so, because <laughs> before that, I just had a man. I did not have an agent. So I, I said, okay, it's time for business. So I was just sitting down and on TV and I was like, you know what? I think I could work with them. And within like 48 hours, the brand came through. They love me. They love everything I'm about. And they really wanted to work with me. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And then my agent was like, okay, we don't have a fee yet. What are you thinking? And I said, girl, you know the fees, babes. You already see the pricing. So she said, okay, I'm going to send that through. They actually went over. I said, okay, beautiful. We love that. And this was like a one-time brand deal, but they said also they're just checking it out to see how it goes. So I had gotten this a brand deal and I got accepted and, you know, everything was happening. The paperwork, when the contract's coming, that's my little girl. When I when the contract, you see all the PDFs. Ooh, I love that. Ooh. I get emails like, hey, Denzel, we're ready. And it's like all this stuff that I had to send to my lawyer to sign. So I had gotten the brand deal and we worked together. It was good. It was very good working with that brand. However... In the influencer worlds, in the creator worlds, when you get a brand deal, they have a hashtag. You will see hashtag adding, you see like hashtag something campaign, or there's a unique hashtag. With that hashtag, you can see who else got the same deal as you. Y'all don't know how much, you know, money they got. Just know that they got paid because you got paid and you know your fee. But you can see if someone obviously has more followers than you, they probably got paid more. Someone has low than you, they probably got paid less. In my case, the person who got lower than me got paid more than I did. Mm-hmm. I saw who I got picked with. Cute. So this was about three months after the brand deal. We went to my friend's place and I'm like, oh my God, this is so cute. I love this new place that you have. <laughs> Ricky's laughing because he remembers Let me see this. So I, we walk into our friend's new place and it's bomb. Beautiful. It's it's gorgeous. Me and Ricky said, we need to move. Yeah. We we're staying. living right. We ain't living right. <laughs> I said, what is this? You done came out. Up. Brand new, beautiful place. Balcony, stairs. Oh, uh, uh, wow. Uh, we, uh, the balcony, it was the balcony for me. Yeah. It yeah. was the square footage of the apartment for me. Yeah. Oh, you even came up on some big money. And they were like, yeah, babes. After that deal, instead the brand that, we were, that I was working <laughs> with. It was the face for me. But you saw my face, Ricky? Literally, I got like yeah. After that deal, I said, after what deal? I had to double like, check what I heard. I said, excuse me. It was like when that person said the brand, the world stopped. <laughs> you saw my face. I said, oh. I said, <laughs> I tried to play it cool. Oh, okay, yeah, I got paid the same. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to play it like it was cool. I said, oh, for real? Oh, okay, I gotta try to play it like I got paid more. I said, oh, okay, that's cool. I'm in the corner laughing. <laughs> you said, I said, okay, that's cute. Oh, okay, that's a, they did that for you, bitch. And inside, I was screaming. 
I was livid. Livid. I'd be fine with what I got because I negotiated and got what I got. Mind you, I had three times as much, like, engagement. Mm -hmm. If y'all passing checks out like this, where was mine? Right. And the only thing I could think about was my skin color. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as... That's the first time I ever experienced something like that. I was like, damn, it's like that? It's like that? And I didn't even tell my agent. I was just like, it's just not... What am I supposed to do? Let me go back and get more? No, it's fine. The deal is fine, still delivered. So, yeah, that's what it is to be like a black creator. Oh, Ricky, you remember. When you just said... Uh, the place I like visually like you, went back but, and saw it. I was like, oh my gosh. I would never forget that day. It's a I big would, place. It was a very big place. And I don't know, because my check was definitely not given that day. Definitely not. But I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us. We were two black creators. So I'm really, really proud of us. And I love that like people come up to us and be like, wow, like you guys are really out here doing it like no other. Like that makes me feel so good. Yeah, I was in um, New York and some girl was like, it's crazy. That sounds weird. Like I used to grow up, like I grew up with you. We seen you and Vine in the bathroom. We seen you do this, we seen you do that. I'm like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Being black is literally everything. I love it. Like honestly, like literally, I love, 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 love being a black creator. I love being black. I love the things that we do. I love the trends that we're, you know, just really out here setting for the people. I just love that it's finally our time, I feel like. Yeah, and I hate that it's not our time. Bitch, it's always been our it's time. It's always our time. Period. It's, it's, it's sad always. that it's it's sad that now it's like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. Now that people are actually realizing what's been in the front of their faces for years and Literally. years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. We're hard workers. We're dedicated. Like, I love, like, the underdogs. Like, the people, like, really do undermine and, yeah. like, really don't see the potential. I love being the underdog. Mm-hmm. I feel like that just puts fire under your ass and just makes you really blow and pop. And I really do, like... I, you know, when people really do underestimate black creators and they'll never get this far and they'll never do this and they do it. I just love seeing the reaction. Oh my God. Really? Really? I love that. I love that. It's a good feeling. It's a good, it's a very, it's a very good feeling. Well, that makes you feel so good. Oh, I love it. I love being a black creator. I love being black. It's just, I love it. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. I wouldn't want to feel anything else. Yeah, to be honest. Uh Uh-uh, uh-uh. I love being different. I love it. I love it, darling. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. You know, it's my favorite segment. What's your jam? Because you're like, 102.7. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your jam? I've always been, but I've really been into Brett Fires because he just dropped a project. <sighs> if you guys don't know who Brett Fires is, he's an R&B artist born in Columbia, Maryland, and he also lived in Charlotte, North Carolina. Oh, uh, woo woo. <laughs> and he moved to LA to further his music career, which worked out perfectly because uh-huh. he his music, ooh, makes me feel so sexy. Oh, yes. It feels like somebody's touching my skin. Y- yes. <laughs> I'll put on like some shea butter. <laughs> <laughs> Brent started uploading experimental music on SoundCloud in 2014. His debut single, Alert, came out in early 2015. Nobody knew Brent at this time. Uh-huh. And then he released his EP. A.M. Paradox 2019 on his 21st birthday. And that is when people's like, ooh. Boom. Brent. Mm. And from there, yeah. In 2016, he formed a group called Sonder with music producers, D-Pat and a two. The song Crew was nominated for a Grammy, which Brent was nominated with Gold Link and Shy Dizzy. So all, all of them together now got nominated for a Crew, and we love that song. Fuck the World's released this year, 2020. And Fuck the World is what really put the world in a frenzy. Mm-hmm. 
Fuck the way I was like, who is this? Yeah. And I was the one that was like, I knew him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Brant's music is just very... Essential. It's his voice. Yeah. And the way he says things. His pronunciation and enunciation on certain words just make you feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel real shit. The, yeah. the lyrics, like, if you ain't nasty, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Par- oh, that made me tingle. That lyric is what really set the tone of mood. Period. Period. Look for the freak. Brent says things like that get to really get your gears grinding and get to going. So yeah, I love Brent Fires. Oh yes. His whole aesthetic is just cool. I love his face tats. I love his the way he looks and how he sings is two different things. Yeah. And I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. Even that too, like I told you, I like that with Billy too. Mm-hmm. Like the way you hear Billy's voice, you would not expect her to be like who she is. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Oh, we love, we love. So the next person we're talking about, mm, my girl, my everything. I've been a fan of this girl for a long time. A long. long time. Miss Victoria Monet. Alrighty. So she has just been that girl, honestly. She had a very first EP called Nightmares and Lullabies. Released Act One in 2014 and Act Two in 2015. Then my favorite, Life After Love Part One and Life After Love Part Two. Ricky Love. Oh my God, I, I, those are my EPs. Like literally, I love those EPs. I love, I love Victoria Monet. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but you should know Miss Victoria Monet. She's a new girl or whatever, but she has been the game for a long time. She's written she, she, beautiful and crazy music for your favorite artists today. Hello, your favorite artists like Nas, Ariana Grande, T.I., Lupe Fiasco, Chris Hitt, Michelle, Chris Brown, and among others. She knows how to write. This girl, she knows her wordplay. Ask like that, genius. You love That song is a genius song. Like, you would think, oh my God, it's going to be a sexual song. No, it's about getting your body right in the gym. Ricky put me on to Victoria <laughs> Monet like two, three years ago. That is my shit. That's my girl. I love Victoria Monet. Like, y'all need to watch out for her. She's my girl. I live for her. Victoria Monet. Yeah, the look, the visuals. Everything. She sets the tone. That's my girl. I love her. I've been a fan of her for years. Years. And she's just really that girl, honestly. Okay, so now the episode is coming to an end. I know, but Ricky, what did we learn today? You know, we learned about all the ins and outs of being a Black creator. And, you know... That we should never be a happy-to-be-here type of person. Never. Know your worth. Know your worth. We're beautiful. We're Black. We're innovative. We're creative. We're all those things. Mm -hmm. And then some. And I feel like we need to really own our craft and really take charge and be those bitches we are. Period. Powerful. Powerful. Passionate. Speak it. Leaders. Amen. (laughs) Trendsetters. We're all of those things and then some and then more. So that's what I feel like we learned today and we really touched on um, about how it was being in this business, how it is still being in this business, Mm -hmm. and how we move forward and how we can all help each other and we all grow as a collective and as a group and just be powerful and be Black while being powerful. Exactly. And I really hope and pray that a lot of you Black creators out there who've listened to this podcast today, you took some advice. Took some advice. Because we're here to help. We're here to help. And we're also learning as well. So yeah, it's not like we have it all down packed, Hello. but we've been we've been here seven years. <laughs> so you know, seven years <laughs> under our belt, babe. Seven so, years. Yeah, thank you guys so much. This has been we, we said, said what we said. said with me, Ricky Thompson, and me, Denzel Dion. We said what we said is a Spotify original podcast. 
The show is executive produced by us. Thanks to our producers, Allison Johnson, Andrea Salenti, Tiara Darnell. Michael Hardiman edits the show. Executive producers from Spotify are Erica Clark and Gina Dalback. Special thanks to Robert Adler, Sarah Abondo, and Casey Simonson. Our podcast comes out every Tuesday. Make sure to follow We Said What We Said only on Spotify. 